Yeah. Um, well, you, you all covered the event, so you know what people are saying and what they're asking about. Is, you know, we mentioned that the current Farm Bill expires September 30th. Probably not going to get something done by then. Um, but the teams keep working, the negotiators keep working, and, and boy, it, you know, it seems to me there's a, a strong will to get it done this year. And just with that little bit of a tee up, uh, since you've already spent plenty of time with us, maybe we just can open it up for your questions if there's anything you want clarification on. For let me, let me just say about the, the, uh, what's going on with the Farm Bill. Myself, Senator Stabenow, get along very, very well. Again, Farm Bills aren't aren't about Republicans and Democrats, it's regions of the countries, it's commodities and putting all of that together. What we're facing is, is that we'll go back after August and then the appropriations process is not done and we'll only have a few weeks. I think we come in uh, after Labor Day, the, the uh, House comes in a week later, so you're really talking about just, just a couple weeks to get all of this together. So we're not going to meet our deadline. On the other hand, we are committed uh, to getting this done this year. You get into next year and then you get into election politics and all of those kind of things, it makes it more difficult. So uh, the good news is we're working very hard. Our staffs get along well together and trying to get these things uh, sorted out as we get uh, you know, one of the most important bills that we're going to be dealing with uh, this Congress get that done in a timely way so that our farmers, our producers, everybody related to the industry can have the ability to have a five-year program that they can be proud of uh, and then again have the risk management tools that they need to be able to go to the bank and borrow the money they need to go forward. Mm -hmm. yeah, let me just say I want to thank Senator Kramer for uh, inviting our good friend John Bozeman up here. He's the uh, ranking on uh, the Ag Committee. I'm ranking on Ag Approps. He just mentioned the Approps bills. We hope, uh, we've moved our Ag Approps bill through the full committee in the Senate. And I'm hoping in September we're to the floor. And I think a lot of those concepts you heard today, you know, we'll kind of test case them in the mm -hmm. Approps bill. But you heard all the, you really heard the important things from the people that know today. And I think that's why it's so great that Senator Bozeman comes out. And Senator Kramer works very hard on ag and ranch issues. He understands them so well. I appreciate all his work. And another guy is uh, the finest ag commissioner in the United States. Now, Bozer might argue Arkansas. Arkansas <laughs> but the, Wes that, is my great friend. Yeah, yeah, but it's great to have Doug here. Doug, yeah. if you had a thought. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this is great. When we can get uh, our two senators uh, bring uh, Senator Bozeman here. This really gives us an opportunity to really illustrate and, and give a good good idea, a cross-section of what's going on in U.S. agriculture. Because when you think about it, we got the pulse crops, we have the specialty crops, we have, we have the high-value crops, we have the other major crops, uh, corn, soybeans, wheat production up here. Uh, we have a great cross-section of the land when you think about geographically and, and the topography we have here. So we bring a lot to the table. Uh, it's when you start talking about risk protection pool, uh, crop insurance and those risk management tools, and you start talking about how those commodity prices are affected and, and our stability that we have with commodity one or the title one with the commodity title. Um, understandably, those things are so vitally important to U.S. agriculture, but they're important to North Dakota agriculture and, and Minnesota and the upper Midwest. So. 
uh, we're so thankful and happy that he came and, and thanks to Senator Kramer and Senator Hoven because they're, the access we have with them, their position uh, within the uh, um, Ag Committee uh, greatly supports our efforts in U.S. agriculture also. And one of the things that I, I'm always struck by when we have an event in North Dakota like this where we have all the groups, and Doug in particular because he um, he's such a great representation of it, and that is, Doug, when you mentioned at the, in early on um, how many commodities we have, and I, and I thought, I think back to growing up in, right in, close to here in Kindred where everybody grew wheat um, about three out of four years, you know, and 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 more. The valley here is a little more diverse than other parts of the, the state, but we were sort of a one crop and a few others sort of a um, economy for a long time. And now we have what do you say, 52, 50, 54, 54, different 54, commodities. 54 different commodities. Think of that diversity, and then you, to your point, geology, topography, hydrology. We've got it all. We're kind of a rectangular um, agricultural. Um, you know, petri dish really in many respects. And uh, so it's complicated, but what's so fun about that, Senator Bozeman, is when you come here, you get to hear, you get to hear from a cross section of a lot of different entities. And I really appreciate, I wanna add, I really appreciate you, you your your attention to, you know, to the end user, the, the hungry person that, that, that we feed. We oftentimes, I think when we're talking about policy, we're talking, we talk about the economy here in the valley or the economy across the state, and obviously agriculture is number one. Can't imagine it won't always be. But, but it's also one of the most noble things you can do to make a living is feed hungry people. And I just think it's really important to keep, keep that in mind and keep that focus. And so I appreciated Melissa Sobolek being here from, from Great Plains, your, again, your attention to, to hunger. Because at the end of the day, what's the point of making something if somebody can't use it? And uh, like I said, feeding hungry people is pretty noble, pretty noble calling. Well, we're so blessed in this country. It's like turning the lights on. You know, they yeah. come on and turn the, turn the water on and things. And then also we go in the grocery store and, and uh, have full shelves. And, uh, and prices have gone up significantly, but we're still blessed. Compared to the rest of the world, we have the cheapest, safest food supply of anyone. So food security is national security. And uh, that's another reason why it's so important to get this farm bill done so that our farmers can have the ability to have a five-year contract with the government knowing what they can expect and then our lenders uh, being able to, to provide them the resources that they need as they go forward. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. Well, when it comes to the calendar, uh, <laughs> sorry, it should be ladies first. Um, That's all right. I'm liberated. Can I ask? <laughs> oh, this is way more fun than the normal news conference. When it comes to the calendar, uh, oh, G.T. Thompson uh, last week at a couple of different farm bill listening sessions and said he'd like to have a draft ready August. He'd like to get it to leadership on the floor by mid-September. Have you and Senator Stabenow worked on any kind of calendar similar to that? No, we really haven't. Our, our commitment is to get this thing written and, and uh, you know, in the form that we can uh, go to the floor with, get it out of committee, go to the floor with as soon as possible. But, but we're really not committed to, you know, this month or that month. I don't think it's possible to get done by the end of the, uh, the country's calendar year, which is the end of October. 
I'm sorry, the end of September. And so, uh, but I do uh, feel very strongly, I think Senator Stabenow feels strongly that we'd like to get this thing done by the first of the year. And it's interesting, we don't have to do a lot of things if, you know, with it running out October 1st, uh, it's not like we have to do a lot of things to continue on. USDA is telling us they've got the money to continue on till, till the 1st of January. So uh, we're going to continue. We're going to get this thing right. If you'd asked me in 2018 about the farm bill this time of the year, I'd say, you know, things, you know, are moving in the right direction. Uh, this year, the, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine the difference in 2018 and now as far as the instability now. Uh, we're in a, a very different world, very different circumstances because of inflation, because of supply chains and all the things that are going on. Uh, we want to make sure that we get this thing right, we give the farmers, the producers, the tools that they need. If we can't do that, why would we, much of the data that we're using now is 2018 Farm Bill, which goes back to 2012 data. Why would we put our farmers in a position with ten, over 10-year-old 10 data for another five years in, in one of the, the most, uh, you know, fluctuating uh, times in, in recent history? You know, I, I might just add to that. The, Senator Bozeman and I both have served in the House, so we, we understand how the House works politically, um, but we also understand how slowly the Senate works intentionally. Um, we, getting it right is our job. Getting it done fast is the House's job. Um, so I, I think the way Senator Bozeman explains it is, is, is right on. But the Farm Bill is one of those, what we call it oftentimes in Washington and your colleagues especially, referred to as must-pass legislation. Now we know that's not literally true because I, my first Farm Bill didn't pass uh, and we had to bring it back up a couple months later, which was which worked out fine. But um, but it is one of those bills that that is widely understood that we have to have. So I, I do think that while September 30th, mm -hmm. we're not going to have a, a bill done, um, the end of the year is realistic. And there is a political will to do that. I sense that from all sides and both sides of, of the aisle and both sides of the Capitol. Um, the other thing, you know, when you talk about 2012 data and the 2018 Farm Bill and the three of us were all on that conference committee, the, one of the other things that's changed a lot besides the price of all inputs, including labor, is the shortage of labor. And, and so we have other, you know, topics, other issues apart from the Farm Bill, particularly as it relates to immigration reform and, and some flexibility in our visa programs, that and unless we get the southern border issue fixed, we're going to be hard-pressed to fix the legal immigration side of things. And and that's another challenge probably for another day, but but it's a the crisis is upon us. And I think our producers certainly know that, right, Doug? Yes. Yeah. Oh, we need that. But thank you guys for, for acknowledging it. Uh, H-2A issues are tremendous. Uh, I hear from my colleagues across the United States, we experience it deeply here in North Dakota. We have about 2,600 H-2A workers. But I get the, the tension and the controversy behind it. you got a southern border issue that is interfering with our ability to even maintain a workforce in this country. So we got to get some of those things resolved, and I appreciate the commitment all of you thank you um, well while we have you mic'd up um, I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to ask about you mentioned specialty crops I'm, I'm a little yeah. different from the other reporters here because I live here but I don't actually report in North Dakota as you know and and I, I 
I don't know that you know, but the rest of them do. Rusty and I are actually married, so you hear a lot so, of that. Yeah. <laughs> between it's okay us. If, yeah. <laughs> um, but so I report in California, well, Arizona, you know. Florida, <laughs> <Yeah>. Alabama, <laughs> Georgia, specialty crops. You brought that up specifically. Um, specialty crops in the Farm Bill don't get a lot of attention, but what does it mean for a state like yours where you have the, all the other commodities as well? Whereas in California, you know, you're not going to find a lot of soybeans at all. Um, no. But what does it mean in a state like yours to have specialty crops represented? Well, first of all, there's probably about uh, 14 crops out of those 54 that if it wasn't for specialty crop block grants, we couldn't have research. We couldn't have some ability to tweak marketing and to make uh, to create better access to the consumers, our domestic and international. Keep in mind, specialty crop came from Congress. It didn't come from USDA. And in fact, uh, within the federal government, they kind of fought it and pushed back on it right away. Uh, but Congress pretty much stood their ground and said, no, we need to do this. And we use it now to help the pulse crops, dry bean production, peas, lentils, uh, potatoes, sunflowers. If you didn't have that money, you couldn't do the research. You couldn't do what we need to do to support their efforts to produce in a marketplace where they pretty much are overshadowed. I don't, I, I think specialty crops are going to do just fine in the farm bill, whether it's the research side or anything else. Uh, this is a good one for Senator Bozeman, although I don't want to put him on the spot, but he is a buddy, so it's good to have a little fun. Um, Senator Stab and I was going to make sure those specialty crops are well taken care of, okay? Uh, frankly, I'm, I'm more concerned about some of the other things we talked about today, updating crop insurance and the countercyclical safety net, and making sure that our farmers and ranchers aren't burdened by tying conservation programs, uh, you know, to the, the support and having a strong title one. Yeah, I think the specialty crops are going to grow with all of the uh, emphasis on food as medicine, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then too the fact that uh, when you look at the problems that California has with. Uh, land values, that's, that's a problem throughout the country, but California, Florida in particular. Uh, and then too, just climate, you know, what, what has happened uh, uh, there. So mm -hmm. as a result, mm -hmm. I think we're going to see uh, opportunities for the rest of the country to participate more. One of the things that we can do that's not going to cost anybody money, that's just an efficiency thing, is when you, we, we actually have produced a lot of programs that, that help uh, small specialty crop producers. They don't use them because they're so complicated. People that are in the, into the commodity programs, the row crops, they understand how to work the system. You know, they, for generations, you know, they've been doing this. These, these smaller producers that we desperately want, that we're trying to encourage, they simply can't participate because it takes you know, a, a team of accountants to figure it out. The other problem that we have with USDA is that it's much easier to get a bigger grant when you're looking at conservation programs. They come in, they just need a little bit of money, which is a big deal to them, but it's not, it's almost like it's not worth the hassle of USDA to fool with. So we hear this all the time from small producers and things, and that's the value of getting out, going throughout the country, uh, having the hearings that we've had, we've done a really good job of that. I've talked to uh, our new uh, assistant secretary, uh, Tori Small. She's very interested in this. It shouldn't be that if you're in rural America and you're trying to get a 
a grant or a mayor, and there's so much in, in the farm bill that's not just crops, it's, it's about rural America. It shouldn't be that you have to hire a grant writer to be able to fill mm -hmm. the form out. So those are things that we're going to be working on. Those don't cost money. That's efficiency. And uh, it's something that, that I, we're, we simply are going to do. You know, one thing I might add to, the issue of trade mm -hmm. came up. And again, this is, well, there's obviously some support um, in the bill, but there's, but there's the bigger issue of who's doing the trade, who, who's implementing, what, what's our Commerce Department doing, what's our trade representative doing in terms of reaching out to, to initiate some bilateral or, or, or um, multilateral trade deals. And we're not seeing a lot of that, and yet, and yet this is the area that agri where agriculture shines, agriculture shines. And in, in the infrastructure bill, we were just adding it up here recently. Uh, you know, I participated in the, uh, the event um, announcing $122 million from the, from the infrastructure bill for a grant for rural broadband. Um, Senator Bozeman referenced broadband. We had Greg Tavine here from um, Grand, Grand Farm and um, the ability to just innovate to, to do more more precise precision agriculture to make sure that there's nomadic broadband that you know can get get out to the tractor all allow, allows them to be all more productive but then you look at I think in North Dakota we've already taken in in the first couple of years of the implementation of the infrastructure bill surface transportation is taken in about 750 a billion million dollars here into North Dakota, 750 million in the first couple of years, are on the water side, um, which we also oversee in EPW. Um, we've more than doubled the the um, money that's gone to the state revolving fund to help rural water. Um, so I think we're hitting we're hitting all the right things in terms of producing the crops and moving them to more markets. We're now John and Senator Bozeman and I on EPW taking up the next. Uh, Water Resources Development Act, WERDA bill, and uh, North Dakota's done very well by WERDA the last few years, and uh, and we'll be looking to make sure those ports and waterways and transportation water systems will, are, are ready to, to move more product uh, out of the country to uh, to hungry people around the world. All right, anything else, you guys? Um, I, I had one. I, I paused to see if somebody else wanted to, but I had another one about um, conservation. And, and keeping conservation programs voluntary, that's something that's important to my listeners as yeah. well. It seems Bozeman to be important. Is an expert on it seems to be important expert. to all of you. It's unanimous. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's you know, we talk about uh, what needs to be included or excluded in the farm bill, and that is a red line for me. We simply are not going to get ourselves in a situation where we have a farm bill that makes it such that you have to be climate friendly enough to participate in the risk management tools, conservation friendly enough. So these need to be voluntary, and uh, that's, again, is, is so, so very important. So I want to assure your, your listeners that if I have anything to do with it, I, I simply can't support a farm bill that goes down that path. We've seen what happens when you do that in the Netherlands and Germany. And the thing, the places where it, it really wreaks the most mm -hmm. havoc are with the small producers. Mm -hmm. The big boys are going to be able to, they'll come up with the regulatory atmosphere that they need to, you know, they'll hire the, the people they need to to keep track of all this. It's the small producers, which we desperately are trying to, to help, uh, again, to make viable rural America. Uh, they're the ones that will really struggle and, and not, simply not doing, be able to do it because of the regulatory uh, atmosphere that they'll have going forward with something like that. 
And then Washington is notorious for a one-size-fits-all. So uh, the one thing I've learned traveling throughout the country, the way that we have is mm -hmm. that, that it's very, very different in North Dakota. In fact, it's very, very different in some parts of North Dakota compared to other parts, some farms compared to another part of the farm. So you have to be able to have uh, the ability to, you know, to react to those kind of things and, uh, you know, some sort of mandatory program that is, uh, ties you, your climate friendliness uh, to the uh, safety nets or, or conservation, we simply aren't going to do it. Thank you. Yep. Sorry. All right, thanks, you guys. Thank you all for your time.